0: Welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill. I'm the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church located in Evansville, Indiana. It's great to have you here with me for a Wednesday, January 18th, 2023. This is edition number eight of season eight as we continue working our way through the Westminster Confession of Faith. Today we come to uh, uh, chapter one, paragraphs nine and 10. We'll complete chapter one and this edition of the morning devotional let's pray first and then we'll consider these things together our father in heaven as we come before you again to consider these very important truths about your word found in your word we pray that you would give us grace and guidance that you would show forth your favor as we seek to diligently study to show ourselves approved unto you workmen that need not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth We pray that your spirit would teach us, for he indeed penned these things found in your word. We ask that you would give us insight and understanding. You would forgive us for our sins and the ways in which we stray from your word, that you would help us now for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, we've considered many different things throughout this uh, opening study, this opening chapter of the Westminster Confession of Faith. Let me just review very, very briefly before we consider paragraphs 9 and 10. We've considered the doctrines of general and special revelation as laid out in paragraph 1. We have seen in paragraph 1 the need of Scripture and how it's useful for us. It's necessary for the church that we might draw comfort and strength against the corruption of the flesh, the malice of Satan, the world. In all the matters that befall us, it is a light unto our path. We've noted what those scriptures are. Well-defined, 66 canonical books given to us, inspired by God to be the rule of faith and practice. We've made reference to the fact that those books, those deuterocanonical books or the apocryphal books, are not to be regarded as holy scripture, but to be treated as simply any other human writing. We've also noted how the authority of Scripture depends not on the church or any man, but it depends on God who gave it, for He penned it. We've also noted how um, the ways in which we understand the Bible to be the Word of God is because of the work of the Holy Spirit who wrote it. Although there are many evidences to support the fact that it is the Word of God, only the Spirit of God can convince us of that truth. And we've noted the matters of good and necessary consequence and the need of the inward illumination of the Spirit of God to teach us. Without Him, we would know nothing about the Word of God, about the Bible. We've also noted that not everything in the Bible is simple, not everything is plain. But those things necessary for salvation are so evident that anybody, through a simple use of the ordinary means can come to an understanding of those things we also have noted just briefly that the bible was originally penned in hebrew and greek some aramaic in the old testament and it's to those documents those original writings that we are to we are to appeal when it comes to matters of faith and theology now we come to the final two um, final two paragraphs of the opening chapter. There we read in paragraph 9, the infallible rule of interpretation of Scripture is the Scripture itself. And therefore, when there is a question about the true and full sense of any Scripture, which is not manifold but one, it must be searched and known by other places, places that speak more clearly. What we have here, of course, is a fundamental rule of interpretation. And the important thing to understand here is how the confession establishes that rule of interpretation. The infallible rule of interpretation of Scripture is indeed the only infallible thing, and that is the Word of God written. That is to say, that commentaries, while helpful to us, uh, penned by learned men, men that were guided by the Holy Spirit, undoubtedly men used of the Lord, they are not infallible sources. They err. And have often erred. Only the Word of God is infallible. And therefore, when we are studying Scripture, it is helpful sometimes to compare other Scripture with that Scripture that we might have a full understanding of the true sense of the meaning of the text that is before us. And so you might note this in your Bible. You might have a study Bible in which it has cross references, whether in the center margin or the outside margins. You might have little. Um, little inscriptions, you know, little A, little B, or whatever the case may be to help point you in those directions. Now, understand that those cross-references are, again, offered by men, by editors of the Bible. They throw those in, um, learned men, undoubtedly, to help us with our understanding. But they're not exhaustive cross-references by any means, Um, But they are useful. There are other tools you might use. The Treasury of Scripture Knowledge is is a very helpful uh, resource that gives plenty of cross-references on various passages, on all passages of Scripture. And it is something that I do quite frequently when I'm working on sermons. Of course, I am looking at cross-references, and I refer to those cross-references sometimes throughout the sermon to shed more light on the text that we are studying. But it's important to note that it is the infallible way in which we understand the Word of God. And that is because the Word of God can never contradict itself. And that is to say that it must be in agreement across the spectrum of the Bible, for God does not contradict Himself. And so as we read a passage of Scripture, and we might be a little bit confused as to what it means, we can consult with these cross-references, and it may be very helpful to us to understand the mind of God who wrote those things. Another rule of interpretation that is vitally important, and it's, it, it's it, here uh, given to us at the very last phrase of the ninth paragraph, is that um, we should always interpret difficult passages in light of easier ones. Never the other way around, so if we're reading a very difficult passage of Scripture uh, we should consult with other passages that speak more plainly and more clearly uh, and allow those to shed light into the more difficult texts of the Bible. And so, in summary, the infallible rule of Scripture is indeed Scripture itself. We know, of course, that the reason that is is because Scripture was penned uh, in, uh, by uh, the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit can never contradict Himself, and, and so we note from Second Peter uh, chapter 1, verses 20 and 21, knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture come, comes from someone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. And so if the Spirit of God has penned all of the Bible, and He has, then it will never contradict each other, it contradict one another. The passages will never contradict one another, but instead help one another Help each, help each passage will help other passages for us to understand them better. The final paragraph in the opening chapter says, "...the Supreme Judge, by which all controversies of religion are to be determined, and all decrees of councils, opinions of ancient writers, doctrines of men, and private spirits are to be examined, and whose sentence we are to rest can be no other but the Holy Spirit speaking in the Scriptures." There were these men, they are known as the Bereans, in which they would examine the Scriptures daily to see if what the apostles, they would examine what the apostles said. They would examine what the apostles were saying by virtue, uh, through the lens of the Bible. It's important to understand, of course, and it's useful, and God often uses men to speak His Word, to preach His Word, but that only becomes useful and effectual if in fact it is the Word of God itself, if that is indeed the mind of the Spirit meant for the people. And so the Supreme Judge, by all of these things that it talks about, controversies of religion and decrees of councils or opinions of ancient writers, doctrines of men, private spirits, all of these things are to be examined um, um, in the Scriptures, the Holy Spirit who wrote them. Now in First John uh, chapter. 4, verses 1 through 6, we read there, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Now, we can know that they're false prophets when they don't speak the word of truth, when they don't speak the Bible, when they speak in contradiction to what the Bible says, when they twist the Bible, when they pervert it, when when the scriptures do not agree with one another as to their interpretation of them. We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. <clears throat> so the ultimate, the ultimate judge in all controversies of the church, the ultimate arbiter in all matters that deal with the church and deal with the scriptures, is ultimately the spirit of God speaking in and through the very word of God. And so you may like some Bible teacher. You may be attracted to some Bible teacher. You might like some commentary. You might like some commentator. You, uh, th- th- and that's all fine and good, and perhaps they're useful, and perhaps they're helpful for you, but it's important for you to recognize that that which they say about the Bible is only true if they represent the Holy Spirit who penned it and who wrote those things so we depend upon the Spirit, much as I've said already, as we study the Word of God, we should appeal to the help of the Holy Spirit that we would understand His mind and His will. Well, I trust these, things are, these times are helpful for you. I hope they are. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to reach me is there before you on the screen. And so until the Thursday edition, when we begin to look at chapter 2, uh, paragraph 1, just the beginning of it, May the Lord help you today. May may you study God's word. May you ask for his help as you do so. And may he richly bless you for it. God bless.